Tzoraim Tov, we continue in our lessons in Bayam Darkecha, talking about Shabbos. I'm skipping a page or two of the last section that talks about the Avoda of Friday night, because again, it's quite a bit of review, and we're just going to move on with new material. We are on page Kuf Samach Tes, and that's Perik Dalid. It's going to explain one of the brachas that we make Friday night right at the end, instead of the regular bracha by Marav of Shomer Amoyisraelad, we begin with the words Ufros Aleinu Sukash Lomecha, Baruch Ato Hashem Haparei Sukash Shalom Aleinu Valkol Amoyisrael Vial Yerushalayim. So the concept, and really to conclude, the entire idea of Friday night is Ufros Aleinu Sukash Shalomecha. And you shall spread upon us a sukkah of your peace. So what does that mean? And therefore, there's three words that we need to translate. What's the word ufros mean? What does the word sukkah mean? And what does the word shalom mean? Now, of course, simple English translation. Ufros means and to spread. Sukkah is a sukkah that's made with schach. And shalom is peace. Seems straightforward. So what are we asking Hashem to do on Friday night? Is to spread upon us a sukkah of peace. Now, why don't we just say it simpler? Just bring peace. So let's start explaining what these words mean. We have to understand these three words, and hopefully we'll get to a a very beautiful understanding of what the Friday night experience is supposed to bring us towards. So let's start. What is a sukkah? What is a sukkah? The simple meaning, a sukkah is something that provides protection, that you don't want any things from outside to make trouble for us. A sukkah is a protected place. However, in the holy books, the deeper part is the word sukkah comes from the word socheh, okay, which means um, seeing and uh, seeing and yearning, a, a, a type of a yearn, yearningful seeing, which we'll explain in a minute. And, and that's what we refer to a certain degree of Ruach HaKodesh. We know, not everybody knows, that uh, the English word Jessica, what's the biblical connection to the English word Jessica? It comes from the word Yiske. And who was Yiske? Sora. If you look right at the end of Parsha's Noah, she's called Yiske. And why? From the word socha, to be saturated with Ruach HaKodesh. So therefore, sukkah, or from socha, is seeing a thing, something with a divine clarity regarding the reality of Hashem. And that is something that is revealed on Shabbos. In other words, footnote Kufmem says, any spiritual comprehension and biblically can be referred to as re'i, as seeing. It doesn't mean seeing with the eyes, but it's a clear comprehension. It's like um, a, uh, 
a, 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 a feeling of sight. Like, now I see what you mean, as it were. As opposed to I hear what you say, which doesn't mean so much clarity. I see what you mean. Now, of course, you don't see anything. But you have a deep understanding of what's going on over here. And that's the idea of a sukkah, soicha, is to have some kind of a spiritual vision with a lot of clarity. Now, what's the purpose of of having that vision? The goal is, when we reveal this sukkah, to have a clarity of the light of Hashem that the Jewish people are longing for. So therefore, we'll have a greater longing and then everyone's eyes will be yearning for Hashem once you realize how amazing Hashem is. Okay? So, if you really think about it, these Hebrew words that are going to keep on use is tzipia and teshuka. And again, that's the, like, you know, like the famous question on the final exam. They ask you, tzipi Yeshua. Have you been yearning and longing for the Mashiach? Chuka, it's this idea of yearning. So, they are really uh, referred to the eyes. For example, it says in the Ashrei, that the eyes are looking, longing you, you to you, Hashem, to be supported because they know what they can receive. So there, when you know you're going to get something good, you're looking forward to it. And that, I think, is the best English translation that we have of tzipiyah and soicha, looking forward. Why are you looking forward? Because you know something is coming on. Okay, you know something is coming going on over here. And therefore, we use this expression of sukkah as opposed to re'iyah. Because this tzipiyah means to try to... Uh, to, to envision what's going to happen. Not only I saw what happened, but I envision what is still to happen. And that's a vision that comes from yearning and excitement. Okay? That you, you see a lot in the past, but you now know what's coming up down the line. Now, of course, there's two types of seeing. There's a seeing that does not create a yearning. And that can be something... Um, very, um, uh, it could be something uh, very lofty. You're seeing a great concept and it can create a certain degree of pleasant uh, satiation. You see a certain reality and it's very nice, very nice. But there's a deeper comprehension that when you receive it, it creates a yearning because based on what you comprehend and feel right now, there's something much more that you see is there, and he wants to get that which is much more, and I'll be willing to nullify myself to get much more, and you move to a much greater place. So this is this idea of this sukkah. When you get a divine clarity of Hashem, so it creates within your soul a connection to Hashem, and then there's a great yearning to comprehend and achieve the ultimate truth. 
And that is the tool to receive much greater and loftier concepts of understanding Hashem. And that's how we go from strength to strength. One revelation leads to more, wanting more. Now, let me give you a very uh, secular example. Person would like to make money, but once you've made an amazing business deal and you showed your business acumen, certainly you're satisfied with the deal you pulled off. But now you know I could do more deals. And you're looking forward to the next deal. And then even though you don't see it yet, but you see that it's possible now that you know that you're a good businessman, now you're gonna invest money and try to actively, and therefore you're excited for what tomorrow will bring, so to speak. So this happens in the spiritual realm. And that's the idea of a sukkah. And that's the idea to see a clear vision that gets you excited about the future and not just satisfied with the present. This is, And that's usually what a prophecy is where Hashem will tell us, for example, Hashem told Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, you know, you've been amazing, and now look look what I'm still promising you. And when you realize what Hashem does is so good, then whatever else is coming is even going to be better. So that is the idea over here in this context of sukkah. And again, even though the sukkah on the simplest level means a place of protection from the elements, which is certainly true, but as we shall see shortly, the idea of being in the sukkah itself is supposed to create, and we'll see how, supposed to create an energy of excitement in which we really want and are looking forward to being more with HaKadosh Baruch Hu by sitting in the sukkah as we shall see shortly, pardon the pun. Now let's go to section, subsection base on page Kufayin. So now we have, now that we know what a sukkah is, so what's a sukkah's shalom? So of course you have to understand what a shalom means. Now the worst translation of shalom is peace. But that is not really what we're looking for over here. It's a very bad distortion of what peace is, of what shalom is. Shalom means a connection between two or more entities. And it means a connection, especially a connection of all the creatures with Hashem. Because once you have that sukkah, once you have that clear vision of Hashem, so that brings us to feel much more connected to Hashem. Because the word shalom is similar root to shlemus, which is perfection. It's one thing. Shalom is when there is a connection of two or more concepts are you know entities and the connection so to speak between Hashem and creatures and when everything gets connected at one then everything is perfect and there's what we call shlemus perfection everything is in the right place let's explain this further with footnote kuf mem gimel what does this really mean shalom or shlemus is the opposite of chisaron, deficiency. So whenever there's an argument, a fight, a strife, what is it usually based on? Think of the last time you fought with somebody, went to court with somebody, fought with a person. It, it's based on 
someone feeling a deficiency. That one person's reaction is, someone has taken something away from me and it's disturbing me and it's creating a deficiency. Now, it could be very simple. You claim he took your money. But even much deeper, person can claim that you took my prestige, took away my honor, you disrespect me, and I have felt I was a respected person, and now you made a nasty remark about me, and now we start fighting because I don't want to lose what you're taking away from me. That's where the opposite of Shalom occurs. But if we merit and there is Shalom, then it's the opposite. Everyone perfects the other and together there is perfection so too that the shalom is a reality of connection and perfection is the reality of, the, of, of is the result of that connection so true shalom is through a honest and sincere connection between everyone towards hashem by knowing that Hashem has done everything for everyone for the good, which now lowers the jealousy and competition and hatred that comes in its wake if you feel that people are getting it on its own. And the recognition that no one is created on their own, isn't their own individual. So therefore, it, it tones down the arrogance, which is usually the source of all um, separation between people. If everybody feels that they are a shliach of Hashem and everyone's an ambassador of Hashem to reveal their special talent, their special aspect of godliness that only they can give, and that's the goal of their lives, to bring pleasure to Hashem and to cling to Hashem, to be incorporated into Hashem. So how could there be any fights? And that's what's going to happen when Shiach comes. There's going to be no jealousy, no hatred, no competition. And therefore now, as we come Friday night, Shabbos Kodesh, that the creatures comprehend the loftiness of Hashem and the greatness of His true unity. And we cling to Hashem with truth by nullifying ourselves from this bitl of our own desires and bitl of our own personal successes that come from separation, that will bring peace and perfection. So this is what we call a sukkah re'iyah, a vision that is the source for shalom, which is cleaving and connection to Hashem, and that is perfection. And now we continue back on page Kufayan on the left column. And that's what we ask from Hashem on Friday night. In other words, saying, please, Father, illuminate us with such a big clarity and illumination of connection and cleaving that we, we now are yearning and looking forward to the divine light in a very deep way that ain't old Milvado, there's nothing else but Hashem Yisbarach. And that's the idea, as footnote Kufmem Dalit says, that's called Lifros Sukkah. Okay, what is Lifros Sukkah? To spread, that's the revelation of the holiness of Hashem, the loftiness of Hashem, which is way, way above us. And that revelation is called spreading it from above. 
In other words, like, let's say, you know, you're cold and you throw a blanket on somebody that you didn't know was there. Oh, now I'm feeling the warmth of that. So Hashem spread, reveal this vision that can bring peace to us. And then, and then continue, we're saying to Hashem, and if we can comprehend this, that will come now a yearning for us to reach this lofty level and to run, to cling to you. And then you will reveal yourself even more to us as a result of that um, revelation of the sukkah. We reach a state of shalom. We get connected with people and everything will be shalom. And therefore, through this yearning, the, recip the recipient nullifies himself before Hashem. And then the giver can give the light and the receiver can succeed in getting more and get more connected. It's a virtuous circle. So when this yearning is from the recipient in terms of his connection, he wants more and more and more. And that's the inner aspect of sukhas shalom, the revelation of a reality that will cause us to feel we're not missing anything. And all of us can be at harmony with each and every one of us. Harmony with Hashem, harmony with others. Okay, so now section, subsection Gimel. There's still one question. Why is this light called Sukkah? Why don't we just call it Sipia? Uh, a yearning or Ri'ya? So why don't we just say Ufros Aleinu? Spread upon us a yearning or a, a vision. Why Even though on word play, we said it's a word socha, that means to be saturated with divine understanding. But let's just say that is what and Re'ia is. But what's the aspect of the sukkah? Because still, it's a sukkah like a halachas of sukkah. And the explanation is that this light is like schach. So what do you mean it's like schach? Well, in the simple level, we understand what schach is. Schach covers up a place and it doesn't allow the sunshine to enter. Well, wait a minute. You're looking at that, you say, wait a minute. That doesn't seem to make sense. We want the light. So why would we want to cover up the light? Very interesting halacha. A sukkah has to have more shade than light. Now, why? Why? Now, if we really think about this, every time we're sitting in a sukkah, we're saying, oh, we're going outside to show that we are protected by Hashem. Okay, very good. We're protected by Hashem. So I have a, I have a question. Why do we have any schach at all? If we're saying we're protected by Hashem, it should be an open roof. Right? Why isn't it an open roof? But no, it's got to be covered to an extent. It should be much more covering than sunlight. But the halach is very interesting. If it's so covered that no rain can get in at all, it's not kosher. The expression we use is it should be covered, but you can look through the cracks of the schach and still see something. What's the idea over here? And the Sadiq explains like this. Uh, why is it that we need shade? Because sometimes, if it's too sunny, 
we're not able to see anything. Did you ever go out on a winter day where there's snow all over the place and there's sun, a bright sunny day, you have to close your eyes if you don't have sunglasses. He says, Schach by definition has little holes in it. And through the little holes, the light goes through in a way that dafka through the schach, that it, it prevents the light from coming out with its full glory, then we're able to see the light in a way that it is constricted and suited for us. When you sit in your sukkah on a bright sunny day and there's schach over your sukkah, you sit very pleasantly, you could see everything in your sukkah, you're not blinded by the light. Now, of course, if you would just nail a roof on top of your sukkah, then no light goes in at all. That we don't want. We want to be able to perceive the light, but we can only perceive as much as we're capable of perceiving. And the schach, therefore, is an adjusted type of covering that allows us to have the benefits of the light, but not to be blinded by the light. And that's why we go out into a sukkah to show that, yes, we're under Hashem's protection, but it's not so overwhelming that we can't do anything. It doesn't uh, muzzle us and, and put a stranglehold on us that we feel, well, I might as well not do anything. So that's the idea. The clarity of Hashem that revealed in Shabbos should be as clear as us being in a sukkah it reveals to each and every one, according to our level, what we're capable of seeing. Some of us can only see a little bit of light coming in. Others could see more. Some of us have so much arrogance, they don't want to see that much of Hashem, just a little. But as we grow, we can be able to see much more light. Someone like Moshe could see a lot more light. And that's why the light that's revealed on Shabbos is called the sukkah. Because it illuminates to each person according to his ability to receive. And that's like the illuminated life you're seeing through the cracks as you find by Schach. For in spite of the fact that the concept of Shabbos is that the light of Hashem is revealed in clear, with clarity, with a much higher comprehension than we normally have, and it elevates us, but it all can only be according to the level of the recipient because you cannot receive light without any type of constriction. The light has to be revealed to each one according to the level which they can absorb, depending on the level of your soul. You could tolerate that revelation and still connect to it. That's why this light is called sukkah because even though it's an awesome revelation, but there's still this action, this, this concept of shielding it and covering it. And the light only comes out in a way that we can receive it according to our abilities. And that's what we're yearning for, what we're capable of, of to the degree that we have perfected ourselves. <clears throat> and of course, as it says in, in, in footnote Kuf Mem Vav, but if there's no concealment at all, we won't be able to tolerate it, okay? And that is like the similar, this idea, you know, because uh, then it's, it's going to make your eyes dark. When you go out and you're in a blinding place, you have to just close your eyes. So therefore, when the schach constrains the light, 
that gives us the ability to receive it, and that's the sukkah, which means re'ia elokis, divine vision, with constricted shelter in a way that we're able to appreciate according to our level. And that's what we ask Hashem on Friday night, to spread it over us. Let us receive that light. Let us receive as much as we can handle. And when we understand that that vision, that vision that we all come from Hashem, and we all come from Hashem, then I don't have anything more than I need. I don't have anything less than I need. I have exactly what I need. And when two people have exactly what they need and they come together with each other, there's no reason to feel that this one's taking away from me. And therefore, I have my job, you have your job. And Adarabha, if my friend does his job perfectly, it'll make it easier for me to do my job perfectly. And if I do my job perfectly, my friend will be able to do his job perfectly. And then we're rooting for each other because we realize that's the reality of Hashem. And that's, that's why on Shabbos, we don't talk about business. We don't talk about any of these inyanim of machloikas that can bring to machloikas. That's the worst thing to do on Shabbos. And to realize we're not going to be blown away by this light. We just want the right amount to be let in for us to have this proper Friday night experience. Okay, with that, we've closed the Friday night experience. And move on to Shabbos morning. And we skip to page Kuf Ayin Vav. And it starts with a psicha, an introduction. And then we have a number of chapters, five of them, in describing the daytime avoda. So let's start with the introduction that says, Mahus avoda biyoma Shabbos. What is the essence of the service on Shabbos day? So we have a few subsections. Subsection Aleph says, according to the unit, the yearning of the night, that's how much light will come in the day. If we have a proper Friday night service, I don't mean service, davening Friday night, I mean the entire service of Friday night, the Avodah Friday night, is to recognize the reality of Hashem that's inside the world and a yearning for Hashem. Then in the morning, it will be revealed to us, Hashem will come to us, so to speak, Himself as it were. Depending on that fire of yearning and the great reflection on the unity of Hashem and the revelation of the Shekhinah in the creation with every single thing that we saw on Friday night, to that degree will merit to achieve a much deeper, truer recognition of the reality of Hashem in the day. And we ascend a great amount to merit to recognize the existence of Hashem in a much stronger and clearer way in the daytime until we mamish feel that there is no metzius, no reality except for the light of Hashem and except for Hashem, everything is still. It's nothing. And we delight in that light of that tranquility and joy. As the Zohar HaKadosh says, that when the light, when Shabbos morning begins to shine, Simcha rises through all the worlds with Menucha and Simcha. And then he quotes the Pasuk and Delim and the heavens sing about the honor of Hashem and all the handiworks of Hashem speak about his praises. Subsection Bays is a little bit more detailed to recognize Hashem in and of himself. In the morning, 
we get up and we rise more and we recognize not just that Hashem is revealed within the world from the perspective of the creatures. That's Friday night. Friday night from our perspective, we feel that Hashem is revealing himself. But in Shabbos day, we reach a higher level to recognize Hashem from Hashem's perspective. Okay, how does Hashem recognize himself truly? Okay, now that's a little bit more of an understanding. And therefore, we, we merit to elevate our own vision of, of what all of creation is. And therefore, we're elevated from seeing ourselves as seeing ourselves as independent realities. And we begin to recognize the unity of Hashem. There's no other reality but Him. And we begin to merit to recognize the awesome reality of Hashem and grab onto in the deepest way that all of reality is only infinite light of Hashem. And we merit that we recognize and feel that mamish everything is nullified before Hashem. The whole creation is nothing because we have so much understanding and true feelings of the light of Hashem, which is the true reality. So everything else is gone. It's like, imagine if you were in Hashem's position, how would you see the whole world? Okay, as opposed to being told about it, you know about it. And that's what it says in the next subsection. The light of Shabbos is the feeling there's nothing else but Hashem. So therefore they call the light of Shabbos day is called an or pashut, a quote-unquote a simple light. Meaning that the Jew feels there's only the light of Hashem. And that everything is filled with the light of Hashem. And me and all of creation, we melt before it and delight in that. There is no other light. It's just one pure, it's the pure white light. Remember, as we give the example of the prism, when the white light shoots through the prism, so we, when we're on the other side of the prism and we see all these colors, we know that all these colors come from Hashem. Great. But now put yourself on the other side of the prism where the white light is shooting. There you only see white light. You see, Friday night we're on the other end of the prism. We're seeing all these colors. But we know the colors are coming from the fact that Shem is shooting a white light. But on Shabbos day we get to the other side and we see the white light before it even hits the prism. And that is really seeing the core of what's going on. So if we're able to manage to get to the, uh, the, the, the other side of the prism to see the various colors of the Roy G. Biv rainbow of colors, and you know they all come from Hashem. Now he said, now I want to see what it is on the other side to see the bright, pure light. And that's what Shabbos brings. And therefore, Shabbos day brings a greater wave of menucha, of tranquility, serenity. At this point, there's less singing, less nigunim, less talk, not so much yearning, but rather we've reached the goal, inner tranquility. We've touched on the divine, so to speak. There's nothing else but Hashem. We've hit the goal. <coughs> and this comprehension, which is so clear to man, it gives us tranquility and rest. On the other hand, it's very subtle. It's very hard to explain what it is except to what a person can feel it in his heart, depending on his level. So obviously he concludes and says that this time of Shabbos morning is a time of complete tranquility 
inner clear recognition and clarity the whole world the man and everyone has as now achieved beetle and incorporation into the light of hashem and as so to speak the actions we do it's almost as if they're happening themselves it's just a perfect tranquility and therefore what's our avoid is shabbos morning it's just to absorb that simple light just say just enjoy just enjoy knowing that you are part of that infinite light that Hashem is bringing to us. Last night, Friday night, we had to have the sukkah, not letting all the light come in. We're on the other side of the prison. But now in Shabbos morning, we go to the front of the prison. And there's, there's, it's just, wow. Wow. What a feeling. Of course, we just don't, now, of course, there's a corruption of that. What's the corruption of that, guys? People sleep in Shabbos morning. Wake up. Ah, Shabbos morning. I don't have to go to work. Sleep. That's also beautiful. But you're sleeping through it. The trick is to get up early. Because that's so You know, lahavdol, lahavdol, elef, alfe, havdolos, mamish. But the images the Goyim try to give you about their, their big yontif in the morning. It's like, oh, this is what we've been yearning for the whole night. The kids couldn't sleep. What are going to be the presents that Santa gave them? It's not a time for them to sing their carol. It's just, let's just be with family and just enjoy. Lahavdol, lahavdol. And there are certain Jews just sleep in Shabbos. I, I just enjoying the tranquility of Shabbos. Whoa, what happened to the shul? Whatever the learning, whatever the dominant, this is what the rest of the chapter is going to discuss. But there is a corruption of this, a big corruption. We'll just sleep in, latest minion. I say, well, listen, I'm feeling it. Yeah, but if you're feeling the greatest of Hashem, is this how you're going to, that's how you react to it? To be continued tomorrow, Amir Hashem.